Why is it so hard to get things done and stay focused? How can we focus on what matters? Mind our own business and not get distracted. What can we do to make our lives as simple as possible and really use our time in a worthwhile way? And what have we personally done we'll be sharing with you to get two to ten times more done than we could before simply by removing distractions. This episode is on the five ways to not get distracted and to put your energy into what really matters. In today's session, we're going deeper into this theme of mind your own business. Each of us has a unique purpose and something that only we can do. We have something that only we can truly bring to this world. You have something. And when you align with that and when you do it and when you put your energy into your divine purpose, you will feel alive, content, radiant, happy, and create beautiful wonders in your life. So warmest welcome, oceans of love, and thank you for being here. Many blessings. And let's just start by tuning into what is it that you personally would like to change or to create in your life? Is there anything important to you that you would like to make manifest that hasn't manifested yet? We were on a call yesterday with some of our Awaken Academy students and one of the people was telling me that the things that she hasn't done because of distraction is beginning to hurt her emotionally. You know, starting to really like wake up with a with pain in her heart because when we don't live the life we're meant to live and we're caught up in all these other things, it after a while it grates on us it starts to pull us down so what we're going to be sharing today is how to overcome that how to break free from that and really go to the next level because each one of us has something very special to bring to the world and we have a wonderful life and a state of consciousness that is possible for us but it's only possible if we focus on it and don't get caught up in the millions and millions of other things that are not going to help us. So the first thing to keep in mind in our hearts is that we live in an extremely, extremely distracted world. Never, never, never before in our human experience have we ever had anything like what we're dealing with now. This is unprecedented level of distraction thanks to technology, which of course has benefits. There are many benefits to cell phones and internet and all these things, but there are many downsides. And we have to figure this out. This is not a topic that we can just ignore and hope we're going to somehow figure it out randomly. We have to be very aware of what we're dealing with. And it isn't easy Um, I was just thinking, as I was writing this podcast and thinking about what what we're going to talk about, 
we went to meditate in this beautiful place and we came back and we got the mail. So we picked the mail up and it turned out there was two magazines that had arrived that I've subscribed to. So my mission is to write this podcast, but these magazines have just arrived. (laughs) So even though I'm writing a podcast about not getting distracted, I'd still have to admit, picked them up and had a quick look, looked at some of the cartoons But then I put them down and I was able to do this because otherwise we wouldn't be here now. But in the past, I have had a lot of challenges with distraction. I remember writing a book which has been published and it's about get it done. And as I was writing that book about how to get things done, I remember having writer's block, having this major resistance and ended up watching the entire Hobbit series. That's nine hours straight, right? <laughs> because I couldn't <laughs> couldn't manage to get it finished. Nine hours. But I did manage to finish the book. I did manage to get it published. But the these things come up again and again and again. And we were talking to people last week about this, and they were asking us how how can you know how can we do this? This is a major issue. Back in 2015, I started realizing when I was in Hawaii that instead of doing meditation and going to the beach and walking up to see the waterfalls and all these beautiful things, I was sitting at my house, staring down at my phone, hunched over, looking at the screen, right? So life is passing by. There are all these opportunities. And... If we don't have a very clear understanding of what we're dealing with and a really solid method, we will definitely get distracted. And unfortunately, most people in today's society have really lost themselves. And when we even mention these things, a lot of people run for the hills because that's how bad it's become. It's true. We've become a little bit on maybe unpopular and... In that sense, or just seen as very strange. It's really interesting because we'll communicate that, you know, we're mostly offline. We don't use a cell phone. That means we don't use text messages. It means we don't use WhatsApp. It means we're not available. And it's like it goes in one ear and out the other. And then a week later, we're getting asked, What's your WhatsApp WhatsApp number? (laughs) So did you see my text? No, we don't use a cell phone. But did you see the text? You don't. So it's the thing is, what we're going to be sharing with you today is unconventional. But extreme times require extreme measures. Unusual times require unusual measures, and this is undeniably unusual times. And I'd like to highlight another aspect is when Michael was sharing the story with getting the magazines yesterday, which I didn't even realize that that happened. I feel like I almost didn't pull the magazines out of the mailbox, but I must have. And what's interesting is that, and you can tune into this for yourself, is that, okay, so let's say Michael ended up spending an hour or two or more on the magazines. And then after he might've felt you know, there's a lot, these are news magazines, there's a lot in there. So then he might have not felt in the clearest space to write the podcast, right? He still would have found a way of getting it done, but it would have created a crisis management situation where 
maybe I would have had to do a morning call I wasn't planning on doing because he couldn't, because he didn't write the podcast, because of the magazines that came in. So sometimes you also might find yourself making excuses like, oh, well, I still got it done and I'm still, I'm still getting, you know, the work done. But are you really getting in it? getting it done in the accurate way, in the highest way, in the most elevated vibration, in the truest way. And that's something we'll be touching on today, which is this self-honesty, which is such an important aspect of breaking free from distraction and really putting your energy into what matters. Praise the Lord. This is this such an important thing. If you get this down, what we're talking about today, you will have so much more time and energy to do the things that matter and you'll feel so much better. You know, this is something that we've really spent a lot of time figuring out over the years. And like, and I was just bringing up about the magazines because it's not as if we never have any idea about anything and never look at anything. It, we're not that extreme, but we have to figure out a way of having a beautiful life and not getting pulled. So let's go over these five things that can help us get rid of unnecessary, stressful distractions and really focus on what matters most. The first thing which someone mentioned last week wanted us to talk about is self-honesty. Being honest. It's not always easy to be honest with ourselves about what is really, 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 really going on. And it took me personally quite a few years of wasting my time on things that didn't matter before I was honest about it. I would sometimes notice that I'm spending too much time fiddling around on on social media or watching something I don't need to be watching on YouTube or whatever it is and think, you know what, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. I still manage to be productive, you know, I'm still quite happy, I'm still doing my meditation, it doesn't really matter. We're making some sort of like justification, we can make so so many justifications like, oh, but I learned something from that distraction, Mm -hmm. oh, it was necessary. So there's, there's these real subtleties with it as well and the ways that, you know, we may not be completely honest with ourselves and ourselves in the sense of our highest self. There's lots of, uh, there's a wonderful quote, human beings have an infinite capacity for self-delusion. <laughs> so wasn't that a great quote? We're extremely good at making up stories about why things are okay when really they're not. Very, very, very good at it. The ego, this is what the ego does. The ego is a self-delusion mechanism. It's kind of like a very clever lawyer that comes up with all these wonderful excuses. So being honest, one of the ways that helps us be honest, and we talked about this in another session, is doing a clearing in the evening where we very honestly look at our day and we say to ourselves, okay, what are the good things that happened today that I'm happy about that move me forward, that make me feel more elevated and inspired? And what are the things that were a problem? And one of the things that helped me personally give up a lot of unnecessary, wasteful time things is I would feel this in every night again and again and again and again. And I noticed 
almost can almost every day I would put on the negative list internet it, it didn't end up on the positive list it was on the on the other list so if I did that one night you know I spent too much time online I didn't need to fair enough but then if you haven't the next night 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 after a while, the honesty starts to go into a different level because we can't see that feedback again and again and again. Most people just don't look at these things, so they're don't not aware of it. But when you really pay attention, it comes up. Maybe you don't have a problem with the internet, in which case you're a very unusual person. But most people, that that is a major issue. Some people, they it could be they're distracted by other people. Um, unnecessary conversations or toxic relationships. There can be a number of different distractions. We're just talking about the internet because it's a, such a <laughs> omnipresent thing. Mm, absolutely. So really tuning in with yourself. And that's why this is also the Spiritual Recharge Podcast, because in order to be honest with ourselves, we have to have a spiritual practice. We have to take the time to be with ourselves and be with God, be with the divine. Because when we do, when we're with the truth, when we're in alignment with the truth, then that clarity can come and you know any veil that was covering the conscience can then be removed and we can see more and more clearly through our spiritual practice through our meditation practice through our spiritual recharge so this spiritual practice spiritual recharge will increase your capacity for this self-honesty and I think we also need spiritual power to be honest with ourselves. We need that strength. We need that power of love, that power of purity, that power of light in order to really be able to face, face ourselves, face the situations in our lives, you know, and not retreat into that running and hiding. I know it took me some time to really be honest with myself that the internet and really for me it's any electro devices so cell phone internet that sort of thing that I have a hypersensitivity to it and it's not so socially acceptable it's, it's kind of it's it's not really um a convenient thing you know when there's all these different people and these these different tasks and these things you're supposed to be present for online but really getting honest with myself and then creating very honest creative ways of honoring what really works for me and my health and my nervous system and honors my responsibilities honors my commitment so it's not that we just drop the ball and um, dishonor our responsibilities and our commitments and our relationships and you know all these things that are very important but it does mean being really honest being okay with perhaps being a little different and taking some time to get really creative about how you can show up how you can use it for example I use the internet as needed 
It's taken me some time to develop that that honesty with myself, but it's like it's like an as needed extra where I do most of my work offline and then when something needs to be sent, when something needs to be shared, when something needs to be communicated and it has to be online, then then I'll use it. Just just to give you, you know, a little bit of story, a little bit of example that I hope may be useful for yourself. It's a huge topic, being honest. And the interesting thing about it is that when we are honest, we end up having breakthroughs in our life. Because we're being honest with ourselves. This is this is not about some being honest to somebody else or some court case or something. This is about us having an honest look at our heart and our mind and our daily practices and our behavior and our relationships. And really what we're tuning into is, is it is it raising you up or is it pulling you down? Are you gaining benefit from this situation? Whatever it is, or is it actually harming your well-being? That's the that's the question that we're looking at here. And we can ask ourselves, and it's not how do you feel during the time you're doing something, it's how do you feel later on? Because just about everything that's bad for us feels really good in the moment. Yeah, so whether it's wasting time on entertainment or it's junk food or it's various other things, drugs, alcohol, sex, and all these things, they all feel good in the moment. What is the consequence down the road? How do you feel later on with with anything? So this is just a nice question you can keep in the back of your mind or at the front of your mind, actually, is to be honest, how does it make me feel later? The next day, a week later, a month later, what is this doing to you? It's really so significant and to really tune in with this. And then, you know, it it could also be, you know, we're all different. We all have different lessons to learn that maybe it's painful for you in the moment. I speak from my own experience, but if you've had some patterns within yourself of like people pleasing and then you'll put yourself through it, even though you know, even though it's painful and it, and it will build up and build up and build up to a point where life will force you to be honest with yourself. That is this really working? So that could be, you know, another side of the same coin as maybe it's painful, but you're just forcing yourself to do it, not being honest with yourself and, you know, people pleasing for lack of better words. I know I've had that experience. And what's interesting too is that I find as I recognize that and move away from that pattern and stop giving energy to that approach and that way of being, life supports transformation. Life supports higher consciousness. So nowadays I am able to be online and feel great and wonderful and fine or the things that are truly the highest good. I find life just comes in and gives me the support and the energy and I'm fine from it. But if I try and go into using the internet from that place of um, an unhealthy 
kind of ego-conscious people-pleasing or, or pressure or stress and going in for the wrong reasons, life doesn't support that and I'll, and I'll feel it immediately, you know, the pain of that. So pain can also be a, an indicator. Um, so this is another aspect of, of self-honesty and just looking and assessing your experience. Hmm. Yeah. How do you feel during? How do you feel afterwards? What is it doing in your life? Is what's it, your motivation for doing it? Is it I mean, helping? What's your intention? Yeah, what is going on here? A lot, honestly, what happens is that normally when it comes to the internet or anything unhealthy is we go unconscious. We go into a hypnotic trance state that we don't realize we've entered into. And that's why this is difficult to do because we're not in a clear frame of mind. We're in a trance. And that's why only later on in the day when you're going to sleep or the next day or a week later can we really look back and see, ah, that was what was going on there. And if you're not honest yourself with yourself over time, and we work with a lot of people, we've seen everything, what I've seen that happens is it bottles up and it bottles up and it bottles up in people until they just explode. So it's like if you're not honest with yourself and that what happens is that these these actions that are out of alignment will build and build and build on your conscience and become a burden until there's, you know, you know, there's some sort of major um, explosion, explosion or implosion. We've know. seen this so many times. Yeah. And then that creates destruction and a big mess. So you don't want to go that route. But if there can be that self-honesty every day moment to moment honor it trust it trust yourself trust the divine trust the highest good for all and then life can become graceful magical ease and grace so honesty is a huge 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 part of this and it is something that we can develop so we can just ask ourselves, am I willing to be honest with myself? How is this really making me feel? What is really going on here? The second thing is to help us not get distracted is to get really clear on our purpose, our intentions, our sacred intentions. We've done a lot of sessions on this topic intentions when when we hold our intentions up next to distraction if you if so you think okay here's this distraction i'm i'm pulled into and here's why my, my real intentions for life are when you hold them next to each other in your consciousness in your heart that really brings home the sacredness of life so either we use our precious time and energy in a sacred way that inspires us and it helps others, or we get pulled into things. When we get pulled into things, we're going unconscious into a trance. That's the issue. That's the real problem. So we have to consciously, purposefully <laughs> bring our intentions to our, to our mind. 
And if you don't know what your highest intentions are, then it's really important to figure that out. Because if we don't know, the, the main reason that people are so distracted overall is because they don't have, a lot of people just don't know what they want. So if, if we don't know what we want, we will undeniably get pulled into some other thing that someone else comes up with or the internet or something, something, something. So the more clear you know what you want to do and what's important for you, the less likely you'll get pulled. And we've done many sessions on this topic and we have many guided meditations on this of really realizing your soul purpose, your higher intention, your divine calling. So you can listen to those as well. There's enormous amount of support in that area too. So we're not going to go too deep into this, but this really helps. When you've got something inspiring to get you out of bed in the morning, something that you want to do, something that comes from your heart, then distraction takes a second, takes a seat in the distance. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we are pulled into distraction because what else are we going to do? Right. It's really, as Viktor Frankl said, if we have a why for our lives, a reason why, we can bear almost anyhow. And that why is like a guiding North Star, that sacred intention, that deep meaning in your heart for being here, for being alive, for, for your life, and for the service that you're here to bring. Yeah, so tune into that. Easy practice is just to write it down and, and look at it every day so you're reminded of what you're all about and what life's about for you. The third thing, which is really essential, is to wake up to how powerful distraction really is. When we underestimate what we're dealing with, then we don't act proportionate to that. This is the same thing with armies. If someone doesn't realize the enemy and how bad it is, then they're going to get seriously defeated and people will die in large numbers. We need to know in our life what we are actually dealing with. And I've created a whole training on this topic because it is such a huge topic about what these tech companies are actually up to, the propaganda machine, technological companies it's it's not a conspiracy theory by the way this is a real thing that they themselves admit to there are books written on this what's going on right now in the world is extremely high level sophisticated control mechanism and it's control through helping people create habits that serve those in power. So it doesn't seem like control. You know, if someone comes along and says, you have to do this, otherwise you're going to get put in jail or you're going to get punished or you'll get killed or something, that's external control. What's happened to us is it's, it's we have in, inculcated, we have imbibed, we have taken on the behaviors that these companies want us to have so that they benefit. And this is not something that 
most people are aware of. So, for example, I talk to a lot of our students. A lot of people use Instagram a lot, right? I was talking to one lovely soul the other day, and she was telling me that she has to go on Instagram and she has to post pictures and all these things. And she didn't realize, it never occurred to her, that every time she posts things on Instagram and spends time on Instagram, that Facebook meta makes money. She didn't, she didn't realize that she's working for a big corporation for free. It didn't ever occur to her. She thought she was doing it for herself, but she, but she didn't realize that every time anyone goes on these apps, social media apps, that you are engaged in a, in a behavior that leads to billions and billions of dollars coming into these companies through advertising. If everyone stopped using social media, all these companies would go out of business, basically, with it almost immediately. So these companies, whether it's social media companies or Amazon or Google, all the big tech companies, and also many other businesses and programs, and religions and politics, they're all basically pulling us into the sorts of behaviors and thoughts that benefit them. And we don't realize that this has happened. This is why it's so seductive and so powerful. This is the highest level of manipulation is when we don't realize it's going on. That's when it's very, very high level. And apparently 61% of internet users are addicted to it. 61%. That's a very high percentage. And generation Gen Z, the young people, 18 to 24, the new generation, they are online constantly. And some of them have been been surveyed and they say they will not give up their cell phone for less than $5 million. And they would rather lose their pinky than not have their phone. That, that's how bad it is. Are you sure? Yeah, this is a real thing. It's like yeah. so wild to hear that. So, yeah, it's it's incredible. So I've studied this in great detail. The, the reason I studied it is because I was like, why is it that I can't do the things I want to do and I'm getting distracted? What's going on? I used to think, oh, it's just willpower. I've got, I haven't got enough willpower. There's something wrong with me. But once I studied it in more detail, I realized that's not really the answer it's not that we have bad willpower. It's not that we're bad people. It's not that we're weak. It's that we've been systematically programmed and broken down so that our lifestyle and our behavior is such that it benefits these companies. So iPhones have brought on a complete change in society. If you can imagine to 2005, all those years ago, right? Can you imagine? It was a completely different world back then. Completely different world. People, you had cell phones, they talked on the phone, sent a few messages now and again, but it it wasn't that everyone was looking at their phone all the time in restaurants and not talking to each other. And people used to meet each other in person. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a completely different world. Who is benefiting from this? It's these companies, they rule everything nowadays. We can't live without them right? This is really severe. I'm just bringing this up and this is, we're scratching the surface. 
Because if you don't realize that there are multi-billion dollar businesses with the highest level, extremely high level, powerful marketing and behavioral programming experts, they employ the best people in the world, pay them huge amounts of money, and they've got these massive teams of thousands of engineers, and their job is to get us addicted. If you don't realize you've got this massive force that's trying to get you addicted, don't realize that, then you're not understanding reality properly. I think it's important to be examples for the younger generations. You know, as Michael was sharing this, I was just thinking, oh my goodness, I it's hard to even imagine what it would have been like growing up with the technology constantly, you know, with the cell phones and what's going on today for, for the youth. I mean, it's devastating. And so I think just in the field of consciousness, we need to groove in a much more sovereign way of being with technology. Is there benefit? Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, uh, the work that even just Michael and myself, the work that we do, there's so much benevolence, there's so much benefit in having these tools. It is such an incredible blessing, incredible blessing to be connected Uh, even you listening now with souls all over the world to be able to be in touch to support and serve and create together and it's glorious it's such a grace can we be with it in that light in that sovereign way as a tool that i the soul use as a tool not in this current modern day slavery that's going on where the soul's becoming a slave to the technology to the devices and that is devastating that's a devastating reality that i don't hardly hear anyone talking about no it's like it's such a serious addiction that no one talks about it hardly at all And the interesting thing is that these devices, they don't need to be designed so they're so addictive. They've been done on purpose. It could be that it's only beneficial, but it hasn't been designed that way. It's like parasites, you know, they take over something. It's worth checking out um, the website I put together just to learn more about this. So you're more, it's kind of like basically technology has been weaponized, weaponized against us. If we don't have understanding of what's going on, we are really prey to these powerful companies without realizing it. That's how severe it is. Don't even realize it's happening. If you check out digitaldetox.io, digitaldetox.io, you check out that website. There's all sorts of interesting videos and shocking facts and figures that kind of help you to protect your heart and your mind and your life from being sucked away into this stuff. So check it out. We could go on about this in more detail, but this is this is just something to underline. Do you realize what you're dealing with? The fourth thing to help overcome distraction is what gets what you measure 
gets managed. This is a management entrepreneur's kind of expression. What you measure gets managed. One of the things that helped me personally break out of this stuff is that I installed a, a software program called Rescue Time, rescuetime.com. I don't use it anymore, but I had it for years. And what it does is it literally shows you exactly where your time is spent on your computer. And I think they probably have one for the cell phone. So you can see not you can't just imagine we normally we think oh it's no big deal it's no big deal when you actually look at the numbers and it can show you over a year i remember thinking oh my god i spent like i don't know thousands of hours on gmail i mean what the hell was wrong with me you know i didn't realize how bad it was until i actually looked at the numbers you can do this with your cell phone you can see how many times do you pick it up a day and how many hours do you spend on it when you look at this stuff, it, it sometimes gives us that shock, that reality check that we need to make a change. Because otherwise we think, oh, you know, I only pick it up occasionally, it's no big deal. So if you're wanting to really get a better sense of what you're dealing with, you can get this app, Rescue Time, you can look at the stats on your phone, or you can find some other way of doing it. But if you see it, in stark black and white reality, the hard cold facts of how much time is being wasted, it really does something emotionally. And it really does. And the other thing to be aware of, which most people don't realize, is that let's say you're working on something or you're doing something important and then you get distracted there's been a lot of studies that have shown that when you get distracted away from what you're doing, it takes 6 to 22 minutes to get refocused, regrouped and back in the game every time you get distracted. So you imagine you're working on a project or you're trying to do something important. It takes time to come back to where you were. So not only is it a waste of time anyway, but it actually takes another 20 minutes, another 20 minutes, another 20 minutes, another 20 minutes to do what you're doing. So when you add that into the equation as well, it's all this wasted time plus all this extra wasted time. And, and then when we are lying on our deathbed, do we want to look back and say, what on earth happened to my life? It was spent in distraction and getting back back to the things I was trying to do and then getting distracted again and getting back to it. So when you really look at it and you measure it and you see what you're dealing with very, very clearly, it's very inspiring. So download one of these these apps to to really to check, to look into it, to see. And sometimes this, so this fifth step, sometimes as we've been talking about, we, we might need to be a bit radical, make big changes uh, to win before you begin, so to speak. So to have certain measures in place that support you in staying focused, in avoiding distraction. You know, one of the, the things that was coming to mind too, a beautiful 
kind of rule for yourself you can tune in with is that you use the internet the devices to share to create to uplift others not to consume not to consume no i'm not i'm not saying this in black or white terms by any means because there are some very beneficial things to receive online beneficial things to listen to beneficial things to receive that's one thing and you have self-honesty about what really is good but the mindless consumption the junk food of the internet all of that if you can start to really assess and you might even make a list of what is the harmful consumption then you can really be empowered to to start to remove it yeah so we're going to go over what we personally do this is our our personal practice this has taken us seven years or something to figure these things out and we've tried lots of things people often ask us how on earth do you manage to do all the things you do you know because we do a lot and we we ourselves are sort of surprised as well and but it's not random it's because we've designed our life in a very particular way the first thing that we have done which i think might maybe one of the main most important things is that we consciously have decided to very 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 sparingly use a cell phone we probably wouldn't use it much at all but it's like now oh with the banks and stuff and they require these verification codes and they have to text it to you you know so interesting how like how much of a pull it is in our world but for example if it wasn't for things like that yeah we wouldn't use it at all we we uh we just said you know what humbly and honestly this device is far too dangerous to have around when when i used i actually don't have my own cell phone neither does rl we kind of share a phone which we use for banking and which we use for traveling basically I occasionally check the weather on it if if I'm out and it's around but we we actually often have it in a little box and it's turned off and we don't text people and if people we tell people don't text us because we're not going to we don't see the phone basically uh, otherwise and we don't use WhatsApp as soon as we did that we immediately had enormously improved life Right. And I mean, are we completely black and white? No. But at first we needed to be. So I think at first you need to be even more strict to really groove in the habit. Like here and there do I receive a text of like my brother's child and you know pictures and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Here and there there's a very 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 minute amount of of that. And it's fine. It's not a pull. It's not a draw. I don't it's not a problem but at first especially you might need to be a bit extreme and and we were very extreme at first to really make sure this new habit was instilled yeah extreme times require extreme measures and 
I remember when we first turned everything off, we, what we did is we, we told anyone, look, if you contact us, we're not around. So that we, people didn't worry that we were dead or something. And then we gave our self, we both had a cell phone at that point. We gave them to a neighbor and the, and the uh, Wi-Fi box. We gave the Wi-Fi and the cell phones to a neighbor and said, you, please don't give this back to us. Even if we come begging and banging on the door and demanding, don't give it back to us for five days, I think it was. So she thought we were a bit crazy, but uh, she (laughs) she took it anyway. And I remember as soon as I walked back from her house, I thought, oh my God, what a relief. What a relief. I felt like there's psychic energy had been cleaned out of my system. And the next few days, it felt like I was, I was liberated in life, literally completely liberated, completely free. I had no idea. This is what I was saying before. No idea how bad this stuff is until you stop using it. And it was such a huge transformation and such a profound shift in vibrations that we decided we have to make radical changes from here on out. So we got a new phone, got rid of our old phones, changed the numbers, and that's been the situation. The phone that isn't used much. Since then, yeah. So getting a landline has been really huge. Um, And of course, life worked fine. Like, I grew up with landline phones. It was fine. What's wrong with a landline? There was no problem. I mean, it's fun. We like our landlines. (laughs) You we know, have two landlines, actually. There's no problem with landline phones. And there's this idea that, oh, my gosh, nowadays, if we leave the house without a phone, what's going to happen Oh, my to God, us? <laughs> we're going to die if we leave the house. But we didn't used to have them. No. You know? It's more fun without a phone. And here's the thing. I'll just give you a little practical tip. If you call your internet company, most internet companies do landlines, by the way. If you call them up and you say, I'm thinking of cancelling unless you give me better stuff, you you call their cancel line, right? They will be very nice to you. And you say, look, if you want to keep me as a customer, you're going to have to give me a landline. They will give you a free landline. or They've actually given us two free landlines. Oh, wow. We're not paying for our landlines at all. Wow. Um, Because they want to keep you as a customer and they're overcharging you. If you call them up and say, I'm going to leave, if you don't give me a landline, they'll give you one. Or they'll give you one for 10 bucks a month or something. So getting one is actually very, very, very easy. And they're healthier to talk to, to talk Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And then what it means is you can go out. Like, for example, I don't like going out into nature for a walk and having a phone. It's To me, it's toxic. I've gone outside to enjoy being in nature, to commune with God, with nature, to be grounded, to touch the trees, to breathe, to contemplate, to enjoy. I've not gone out there to be taking pictures and being distracted and getting messages. Do you know what I mean? It's a disaster. So I'm never going to leave the house with the phone. And it's everywhere. I mean, I think of two of the sacred places. I go for meditation, the Buddhist stupa here and the chapel of the Holy Cross. And both the phones, the phones. I mean, (laughs) people are just with the phone and the photo shoots and the messaging and there's somewhat there's somewhat there at the place there's somewhat there but i just feel wow how beautiful it would be 
if they didn't have that, mm-hmm. they could really take in the sacredness, the holiness of the atmosphere, connect with themselves, connect with the divine, really be here. It's like, what are we losing? I think the greatest tragedy is what are we losing? That's what we're losing, that sacredness of life, the gift of being present. That's a real loss. That's like, couldn't even put it into way more than multi-millions. You know, if we put it into dollars, it's a huge loss. Yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. It's like a unconscious trance. So if we go, if we go to meditate, we're there for meditation. We're not there to check Instagram and to talk to other people. We can do that when we get. We can go home and have a conversation with a real person or phone them up if we need to. But what it means is that you can actually live your life, live your own life, and you're in control of your mind, and you're in control of your thoughts, and you're in control of what you do. And everything in life gets better when we focus on one thing at a time. If you do, like if you're working on a project, if you only do the project, you'll get a lot done much, much, much quicker, and you'll have way less stress. If you're going into nature, if you just really enjoy it, really enjoy being there, look at the sun, look at the flowers, connect with it. If you're doing meditation, do meditation. If you're having a conversation, actually talk to the people. Cell phones distract us from all of these sacred things in life and take away our capacity to be here. You can't really feel what we're talking about until you do this hardcore and if you feel you need to bring it with you and leave it in the car, just if you're having, you know, you're having trouble with this idea, you could do that. You could just have it in the car for an emergency of some sort if you really needed to use it. That's okay too. Yeah. But you don't, you can be free and light and be in the magic and the wonder and the miracle of life. That's right. You know, we've traveled all around the southwest of America. You know, um, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, California, and um, without a cell phone. And, well, we actually had one, but we didn't use it. The only time we had a map, we said, all right, let's read the map. Let's actually pick, look at the map and say, okay, we're going here. Let's look at the map. And if, if and when we did try and use the cell phone, we'd get lost. Whenever we used it. the wrong way. Yeah, we used it <laughs> once. We used it once because for some, I'm not quite sure why we used it, but we kind of cracked and said, let's just turn it on and see what happens. It took us completely in the wrong place <laughs> and wasted And we life. weren't present with our environment. No, we weren't know? paying attention to the signs. We weren't looking at what was in front of us because we were looking at the phone and we ended up like an hour off our trip in some random place. Like we're supposed to be up this mountain and now we're over this other funny place. So maps are great. Hooray for maps. Think about it. Human beings have been very, very, very good at lots of things for a very long time without any of the stuff. Do you know what I mean? The British Empire managed to travel all over the world on boats and on land and create these extremely detailed maps without any of these technology things at all. And another idea too, what we have in the car currently is a light phone. You can look it up. It's just called the light phone. It's a fantastic creation because 
It's a phone where you can still make phone calls if you need to, which can be really useful. But that's pretty much it. So it's not connected to the Wi-Fi and all the apps and everything. Yeah, Lightphone, lightphone.com. We got one of those years ago and, and it's it's like a phone that's got rid of all the distractions. So this is a big deal. If you have resistance to this, that's all right. Just it comes back to the first principle. Be honest with yourself about it. We, we're not here to tell you what you should do, but we're telling you what, what's worked for us. So the next thing is social media. We don't use social media. We use it for our business sparingly. We use it to run ads. We, I, I suppose we pay the companies. <laughs> we're giving them money, but they're giving us money. and they're, So rather than us working for free with our time, we're having the companies work for us. And there's a benevolence. Our, everything is guided by intentions. So the intention is to connect with like-minded spiritual family and to be of service. It, so again, I'm coming back to intention. So when you, if and when you do use it, because I'm not, there's tons of benefit. You can do so much service for sure, but do it, use it for service. Use it genuinely, be honest, be really honest with yourself on this one and use it for service. Yeah. What's inherently toxic about social media is that it gives you a fragmented version of reality. If you read a book, for example, it has a beginning, a middle and an end, and it's a continuity. It makes sense if it's a decent book. Most books, they have a clear purpose. They have a beginning, middle and end, and it all is connected to each other. If you go on social media, you have disconnected random posts one after the other. So you have this very fragmented, very weird fragmented version of reality that's extremely difficult for your brain to deal with because it's one one thing it's about some person's picture of their wedding now it's about some conspiracy theory then you've got some ad about some random thing then you've got something else this is very unhealthy and hard to deal with and a lot of people scroll 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 and it actually causes health mental health issues by looking at that stuff so if you if, if possible, just don't use it or don't use it very much. And if you are going to use it, the th here's, let's just be honest. If you use it at all, you're going to get pulled into it because it's designed for that right. reason. Right. So we recommend posting things in advance when I talked about if there's there's things you would like to share to be of service. Um, have a business Facebook account. I think it's business.facebook. I'm pretty sure anyone could sign up for it, I think. And um, that enables you to just kind of go in on a schedule, maybe once a week, and schedule all of the posts for the week. That's a very different relationship with it. It's a much healthier relationship. It's a relationship of service. It's conscious. It's clear. You're scheduling all of this in advance. And in the business.facebook interface, you don't see it's different. You don't see the news feed. You don't see, you know, all the things you could potentially get distracted with. Yeah. And if you're wondering what Facebook is doing and all their evil little schemes, there's some great podcasts you can listen to called The Facebook Files. 
think it's the Wall Street Journal. I think that's who it is. But any of the Facebook files, someone who is inside Facebook leaked their internal documents showing that they know exactly what they're doing, that they've made it more addictive and toxic and it's bad for teens and it's causing suicide and depression. So you can check that out if you're interested. Just to this, So this is not like us coming up with ideas. This is actually stuff that they themselves have written about in their own company. So if, if possible, get out of that. I stopped using Facebook pretty much entirely back in, I don't know, around 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. I don't miss it at all. I think it's great. Um, the final thing, or two other things to help you, is, is to actually turn off your internet when you're not using it. It shouldn't be on all the time. It really doesn't need to be on all the time. We, we have our internet unplugged, I would say, 95% of the time, roughly. Maybe 90%, depends what we're doing. But nearly always, not only does it send out weird vibrations physically, because it's, it's Wi-Fi energy, has a frequency, so it's unhealthy to have it on anyway. If it didn't do anything, it would still be unhealthy, but we don't need to be online all the time. So we have it off for several days of the week entirely. Just to have that maintenance that you might just need to do something real quick. Just do it real quick. It's not like, oh, now that I'm online, let me check this, 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 and this. But, you know, plug it in, take care of what you need to take care of, and then you can unplug it. Yeah. You know? It can, It they, they actually do turn off those things. There is actually a plug and you can actually pull the plug out of the socket. And I know um, a lot of people we, who we have shared this with, it isn't as feasible for them. They have other people in the house who... Who are highly addicted, who are, especially the um, younger generation. We, I told one woman, I said, look, she's been like, oh, I want to get offline, I want to get offline, I want to get offline. I said, look, you've been telling me this for ages. Why don't you just go over to your Wi-Fi box and actually pull the plug out right now? So she went over... She unplugged it, and about 30 seconds later, her young teenage daughter comes running down the stairs, <laughs> literally in tears, shouting and screaming at her. I'm not joking. I heard it. I wa- she was like, please, 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 what the... And she started swearing at her, and I was like, no wonder, you know. So she had to turn it back on again. But... um. I mean, look, we're not. You want to obviously talk to the other people in in in. Uh, if you have other people, then this has to be discussed with them respectfully. But um, you that, may be able to find a. You'll when there's a will, there's a way. You can find some sort of win-win situation, or get outside. You know, move your energy elsewhere. You know, when you're done using it. Yeah. So we'll start to wrap it up. I know we've been going yeah. on and on and on. So <laughs> last thing is to create an expectation that you don't, ex- basically the biggest issue with getting distracted, especially with other people, is having an expectation that you're always available all the time. And once you create that expectation, then it's hard to get out of it. 
So we recommend that you slowly reel that back so that people don't expect you to immediately reply to them all the time. And mm-hmm. that happens by telling them I'm going offline, that I'm, I'm not going to be available as much, and gradually, gradually they get used to it to the point where they don't expect you to get back to them immediately at all. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really important. So there's a lot here, but basically what we've just shared with you is things we've figured out over the last seven or eight years. And you will feel profoundly liberated if you do this. Huge liberation. You have so much more time. You'll have so much more energy. You'll feel, physically feel healthier. You'll get better ideas. You'll get way more done. And everything in your life, including your relationships, will improve. So a recap, we talked about, we've been talking about realizing, you know, how bad it is. And it's it's not the sweetest thing to hear and digest, but it is important to be real with what is. So that having radical honesty, honesty with yourself... You can measure what's happening on your devices, how much time you're spending. Really be in tune with your vision, your soul purpose, your higher purpose here and where your energy needs to be going. And set yourself up to win. So take some of these tips we've shared, make them your own, refine them, do what works for you. You know, you can have an alarm clock other than your phone. A good way to start is a digital sunset and sunrise where the internet's off uh, at a a certain hour in the late afternoon or evening and then it's off, you know, for a time until the next day. And to communicate honestly with the people in your life, I mean, as we're honest with ourselves, we can be honest with others about, I'm not online all the time, you know, and you can share honestly from your heart your own reasons, whether it's it's a distraction, whether it affects your health, whether you're feeling you need to focus on these other projects. Completely reasonable. And so you can just communicate that um, as, as you need to with people and create a, a new way of being. And... There's so much beauty that can unfold when we're present with ourselves and when we're present with our lives and when we're present with others. Ah, yes. So beautiful. I remember we felt so good when we did this because previously we weren't able to connect with each other because neither of us were even present with ourselves. So your relationships with people in your real life will improve a lot because you actually get to connect with them and look in their eyes and have a real connection. And then as well, it's like as you put these things in place, you're able to have more real connections with the people on the phone or the people Mm -hmm. on the Zoom or the people like on this line right now like I feel so much more present with those of you listening like we can see some of you who are here I feel so much more present because 
of all these things in place that when I am online, when I am online, I'm with you. I'm with you, you Mm -hmm. know, and that is like everything. Why would we want to be with each other in a distracted way? So to really have that presence and love. Ah, yes. So take at least one thing. Think what is one thing you can bring into your life from what we've shared. And just tune into it. What What is something you could try out and see? Try and see. We don't really know how things are going to play out unless we give it a go. So just tune into it. What could you do that would work for you? So thank you for your presence. May your life be uplifted and blessed. And may you take from this what inspires you, what inspires you to shift things, change things so that you can show up in our world in an even more powerful and meaningful and present and loving and joyful way that you can be in touch with the miracle of life. So yeah, it's not the nicest stuff to hear, but it's so important that we're in touch with reality. And when we are, when we are not in delusion, we can really be empowered. We can really come into this sovereign, empowered, joyful state where we do what we need to to take care of ourselves and ensure, take care of others, take care of our planet and ensure that we really bring the fullness of our presence and our purpose to life. So much love and thank you for your beautiful presence. Many, many blessings and we'll connect soon. And if anyone has any questions or would like to share anything, you can go ahead and press start two. So the the reason we're bringing this, this stuff up about getting distracted is that we can't live our life if we are distracted. We're pulled into someone else's stuff all the time. And we had to really look at this in the in the eyes and face it directly because it was wrecking our life. And I actually could say from from sincerely, if I hadn't figured this stuff out, I would have lost my life. Not as in I would have died, but I wouldn't have been able to have the life that I want to have. So I feel like it's I've it's saved my life. And I mean that sincerely. All right, we have Brother Ken. Now, Ken, I'm going to see if we can hear you. We have a new setup today, and um, let's see how it goes. Can you unmute Just a moment. Let's see if it works if I press this button. All right, go ahead, Ken. Yes, Ken, actually hear you. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. I'm glad the new setup's working. Um, yeah, I just want to appreciate. I appreciate the both of you uh, um, bringing up the topic of uh, self honesty and uh, uh, intertwining it with the topic of distraction, which of course is a big uh, need <laughs> at this point in our 
um, you know, for all of us, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, listening to your experience with, um, distraction, especially with the internet and social media and, and how you weaned yourself off of that, uh, or, you know, almost, you know, had a kind of cold Turkey approach, but, um, a more balanced approach now, I guess, uh, which, which sounds really healthy. So, um, yeah, I, I still struggle with distraction and, um, and it's good to hear because I mean, I, you know, I'll meditate for quite long in the morning. And then when I get up, I don't go straight to social media or the internet. Um, I'll sit and, you know, have a cup of coffee and, and uh, stare out the window and just kind of, get ready for the day. But Mm -hmm. that said, I have my phone nearby and I can feel the pull Mm -hmm. of it calling to me. Um, and, uh, and sometimes I'll pick it up and I'll start, okay, I gotta look at my email and then I'll, I'll have to consciously put it back down. Um, yeah, because it is a, I can feel the addictive pull of it. And so while you were talking about being an addiction, I, I thought, you know, he's, he's right. You know, I, I, uh, I have an image now almost, you know, when I want to pick up my phone or get on the internet of like, you know, I got to shoot up, you know, I, I got mm-hmm. a needle and I got to shoot up. And uh, so that's a, actually a good image to uh, utilize to uh, get away from that distraction and, and addiction. Cause it is an addiction. I, I can feel it and it does drag me down. I can feel it um, as I scroll through stuff that, you know, I am wasting my time for one thing, but it's not even really uplifting me. It's just kind of, you know, taking me out of my uh, momentum of my day. So uh, what I could be doing more useful things. So anyways, I appreciate the topic and that you guys hammer this topic. I appreciate it. Um, and also the, uh, self-honesty, honesty aspect of it. So, hmm. um, uh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, brother Ken. And yeah, I'm glad that you are honest with yourself because it, it's called the new cigarette cell phones. And, and there's lots of like uh, cartoons of the cell phone with a needle on the end, you know, jacked up into the arm. It, it is, it genuinely is an addiction. Um, and, and we might as well be honest about that. And it's, uh, like you said, it's not exactly bringing you great joy and benefit. It's, so it's just like anything in life. If we realize what we're dealing with, then we can do something about it. And I'm, I'm very happy that you have come to that conclusion. And uh, what, what are you going to do about it, Ken? This is the big question. What can you do practically in order to do something else? Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, of course, you, you know, I felt fear when you said that. <laughs> of course, you, this is this is the addict. It's like saying, "Okay, I've got an alcohol problem. Do you want to stop drinking?" And it's like, "Oh well, you know, maybe I'll just think about it." You know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because I do have discipline in some areas, but it's not, you know, it's not uh, comprehensive. And um, so. I liked your idea. Now I'm going to pre-contemplate. Well, I'll get back to you next week. Don't worry. I've got to go. I've got an appointment. We've already lost quite a few people from the call. Yeah. But, yeah. but I do like your, I like the turning off the internet 
idea yeah. of just turning it off, leaving it off. Because uh, <laughs> now, it, I mean, it, that brings in an extra step of me having to consciously, okay, I got to turn this on. Why am I turning it on? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, good job. I think I'm going to play that out. I'm going to just like turn it off yeah. and, and go from there. Yeah. Good idea. Well, Great. I have idea. a smartphone. That's going to be a little bit harder because there's the smartphone is like the, you know, okay, I did that. You know, I quit drinking the whiskey, but you know, I got some. Uh, I got a few six pack in the yeah, fridge, you know. So it's yeah. Well, yeah. You, you can put it on airplane mode. I always, if we ever have a phone, it's either turned off or on airplane mode. Um, yeah. But. You, another thing you could try, which is what we have often done, is you put your phone somewhere else, not next to you. So you have it like, we have it like in a box or like outside or you know, underneath something or like in a drawer. So that you, have, so it's like the so like the internet. You have to consciously think, why am I going to check this? What am I trying to get out of it? And you can even write down before you use anything, what am I trying to do here? Why am I using this? So write it down. I need to check this. I need to check this. And then you do that and then you turn it off so that you're bringing consciousness to something that's otherwise unconscious program thanks to these lovely companies that want us to be unconscious, not know why we're doing it and just do it randomly. So if you write it down, you're bringing awareness to what you're doing and that might uh, give you some insights on what's really going on. So you can tell us next week, Ken, what your success is and inspire everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, well, you know, we've got to sort of. (laughs) I I can use accountability. So, yeah, Yeah. I I definitely will tell you how it turns out. Yeah, just, you know, what happened, any insights you gained, it'll be very interesting. And other people will be inspired by you, by the way, so. Thank you. We look forward to hearing what happens. Yeah, thank you. Yay. Beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah, and it's like just watching this scene right now. And I'm like, well, we're we're using the cell phone. I mean, Michael and Ken were having that conversation with our new setup. He's coming through this, this cell phone. We're using the technology in a beneficial way for for a purpose that is great you know so it's it's good to make the distinction and it takes a lot of this self-honesty a lot of honesty we're not in this black and white place where everything's it's all bad it's not it's really good we have two cell phones working there's one that's connecting to the people on here live and there's one filming it right now that one is a doesn't isn't connected to a number or anything the one filming that, that other cell phone is de-weaponized it doesn't have um, right the but the technology is is good and there's an honoring and an appreciation 
for the good that it can do and a real honest, hard, cold look at the problems with it. Yeah. So we're not, we're not saying never use this, never use that. We're not, we, we use these things, but we are aware that they have been designed so that we get caught up in them for the benefit of companies who make billions of dollars. So there's that, that piece people don't seem to realize. So we're saying it has huge potential if it's used properly and it has huge problem if it's not used properly. So just like it, spirituality really is about bringing consciousness to things and raising everything up to a higher level. Wonderful. So would anyone else like to share today or ask anything? What, what I find when we do these sorts of calls about this stuff, it, it does come across a little bit like we're talking to people with an alcohol problem who, I'm not saying everyone here is like this, but th- there is a certain energy that when we address something that isn't... Uh, it feels uh, very sobering, doesn't it? Sobering and also <laughs> a little bit shocking. It's like, <gasps> you know, um, if someone had said this to me seven or eight years ago, I would probably have been like wiggling about and like, oh, I don't know, and justifying it. But I think what happens is we get enough pain in our lives and we have enough wasted time and we start to feel bad and we say, what's my choice? I can either be in delusion and cause myself sorrow or I can find solutions and make it better, you know, and after a while the pain gets high enough and, and, and we say, okay, I have to do something. Right. Yeah, I've gotten some very strange looks from people when I've <laughs> <laughs> when I've brought these things up before. Um, and it feels like a very sobering talk today, you know? It, it just has that energy. But, but we have to do it. Like, we have to talk about these things, you know? We have to bring these things to consciousness. We have to bring these things to light as spiritual people, as souls who are here to uplift and serve. So we hope this hasn't been too heavy. <laughs> we certainly lost some people throughout the call Fun as well. games. No, actually, most people stayed, most actually. Stayed, most most But it's been a long call. But Yeah. So thanks for your presence and thanks for being here and, and for listening. And we may it, may it serve you and may this serve you in the way, in the highest way. That's right. So may you have complete freedom and may you do whatever is good for you. Just tune into these things in your heart and say to yourself, what is really going on here and what what would help me personally? Just ask yourself personally. We're not trying to get you to do anything. You are completely in charge of your own life and you can do whatever you want. So, lots of love, oceans of love. Thank you for your brilliant presence. Keep an eye on um, your email. I think we'll be changing the way you may be joining the calls. It may be on video. We'll see. On Insight Timer. We're going to be looking into that. So just keep an eye out in case there are any, any updates that we'll be experimenting with. And... As always, thank you, thank you, thank you, and oceans of love. Om Shanti.